Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I was struggling to carry a giant suitcase to the seventh floor of the building when suddenly I saw a tall guy standing in front of my door trying to unlock it. Hey you, what are you doing, pervert? I angrily shoved my suitcase towards him and knocked him down. I was about to call the apartment manager when a sign caught my attention. Sixth floor. Uh-oh, the door of the room he was about to enter was room 601. OMG, I got the wrong floor. I panicked and ran away. Hi, I'm Camilla and I'm 16 years old. Last year, I received a full scholarship in an LA high school, so I decided to move to this angelic city. But you see, it seemed my new beginning wasn't so smooth. That day was my first day in the city, but I had already messed it up. But still, I believed it would be fine because Anna, my bestie in middle school, would attend the same high school as me. I had a week to visit the city before the new semester began, so I decided to explore the local cuisine. I immediately entered a restaurant that looked quite eye-catching down the street. While looking at the menu, a staff member approached me. I raised my head and was startled to realize he was the guy on the sixth floor. Thinking back to our embarrassing encounter, I quickly pointed to a random dish for him to leave. A few minutes later, the boy brought me my order, but surprisingly, on the plate, there was a note attached. See me after my shift. Oh shoot, did he want to settle our dispute by a fight? But I was just a weak girl. At 5pm, he finished work and I waited for him outside the restaurant. We walked on the street in silence until he suddenly spoke up. Why are you so quiet? Where was the ferocity from this morning? Oh, I quickly explained everything, but upon hearing that, he just chuckled. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's fine. You're new here, right? Let me show you around. I quickly <laughs> agreed and just like that, I've made my first friend in LA. How exciting! I learned that his name was Philip and coincidentally, he went to the same school as me. After that day, Philip often took me to many places in LA and the two of us gradually became closer. One day, as I was struggling to climb the stairs to my room, suddenly my asthma attacked me. I hurriedly rummaged through my backpack to find my inhaler. While panicking, the inhaler flew from my hand and fell straight down to the floor below. I got even more panicked because I couldn't breathe. Like a miracle, Philip stepped out of his room in time. He quickly grasped the situation and ran all the way down to bring me my inhaler. After a while, I regained my composure and thanked him. You saved my life, Philip. Without you, I might have crossed the Styx River. Don't mention it. I simply stopped an angel from coming home too early. <gasps> my face flushed brightly at his smooth flirting. I hurriedly took my things and ran up to my room. <laughs> from that day on, I couldn't stop thinking about Philip. His every gesture and word was so sweet. Have I already fallen for him? A few days later, the new semester finally began and I was more than eager to go to school. As soon as I entered the hallway, Anna, my bestie, was waiting for me there. She had become so beautiful. Anna had even become one of the school's hottest girls. We happily rushed to hug each other. I excitedly asked her about her boyfriend because Anna kept telling me about him so I was really curious. Without missing a beat, she excitedly ran away to get him. Moments later, Anna came back with a handsome guy and 
My heart sank heavily when I discovered Anna's boyfriend was Philip, my sixth floor heartthrob. After that, I purposely avoided <laughs> Philip, but he didn't get the hint. Once, when I was sitting alone to finish a super cute enemy drawing, suddenly Philip <laughs> appeared and snatched it. Wow, this is good. You're so talented, Camilla. I angrily asked him to return it, but he only grinned. Suddenly, he changed his voice to a more serious tone. Be honest, why are you avoiding me? I embarrassedly snatched the drawing from Philip's hand, but accidentally used too much force and tore it in half. I let out a devastating scream that startled him, and he dropped the other half to the ground. I quickly picked it up and rushed back home. That night, I was trying to glue my drawing bag together when there was a knock on the door. It was probably Philip. I opened the door and shouted, <laughs> What do you want now? However, it was Anna. Camilla, I heard the news. Did Philip make you angry? Do you want me to give him a talk? It's okay, Anna. I can fix the thing. Having said that, I invited Anna to my room. She seemed very surprised at my big collection of artworks. She vowed at everything she saw and stopped at a painting I hung on the wall. Girl, this is so beautiful. It looks like it's alive. <laughs> It took me a month to draw that painting after all, so I was very proud of it. Anna took a million pictures of that painting before she left. A week later, I was awakened by the sudden ringing of my phone. I picked it up only to hear Anna's excited voice at the other end of the line. Listen, bestie. Your paintings won the first prize for a city painting contest. You must treat me to a Starbucks sometimes. At her words, I woke up completely. I checked my Gmail to see a bunch of emails from my teachers. They said they would hold an award ceremony in front of the whole school. Yeah! So many unexpected good news had put me on cloud nine. That same afternoon, I decided to take Anna out for a treat. She wanted to celebrate at Philip's restaurant, but obviously, I wasn't a fan of that idea. When we were still deciding, I saw him come out of the restaurant, so I quickly dragged my bestie to a different place. Anna was so good to me. I could never let my feelings for Philip ruin our friendship. Finally, my award ceremony arrived. I was backstage preparing when suddenly, a hand covered my mouth from behind and dragged me to a corner. It was Philip. I shouted, what the hell are you doing? Just tell me, why are you trying to avoid me? I quietly turned to leave, but suddenly, Philip grabbed my hand passionately. I like you, Camilla, so stop avoiding me. What? Really? I, I like you too, but... Suddenly, Anna appeared in front of us. God damn it! It seemed like my mic was accidentally turned on the moment Philip dragged me to the corner, so everything that he and I said just now had already been heard by every student in the hall. I rushed to explain to Anna, but she just said confusedly, Why didn't you tell me earlier, Camilla? Everyone in the hall started to criticize us. I was so scared that I immediately ran away. After that, I was isolated because everyone thought I tried to steal my bestie's boyfriend. After all, Philip and Anna were a famous couple. For a whole month, I kept calling and texting Anna, but she didn't respond. She didn't even show up in class. I desperately wanted to save our friendship, so I asked our teacher where she was. Don't you know? Anna had an accident and was hospitalized for almost a month. I was shocked. I immediately rushed to the hospital where she was, and as soon as I saw Anna with another friend of hers, I rushed to hug her. Anna, I'm sorry. I swear, I had never thought about dating Philip. To me, you're the most important. <laughs> Don't be silly. It's okay. Actually, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> then Anna shyly pointed to the girl standing next to her bed. <gasps> O-M-G. You are a lesbian? Yep. Since freshman year, there had been so many boys who tried to confess to me, but I wasn't ready to come out, so I came up with this trick. Thankfully, Philip agreed to play my boyfriend. Having said that, Anna happily showed me a lot of pictures of her and her girlfriend. They were so sweet. Soon after, Anna was discharged from the hospital. At the school's Christmas party, Anna and her girlfriend came to greet me. Wow, both of them were gorgeous like Disney princesses. Anna winked mischievously. <laughs> Go, I have a present for you. As soon as she finished speaking, hmm? Philip's voice came booming from the loudspeaker. Camilla, I like you. Would you like to be my Santa baby? I was embarrassed and didn't know how to react when both Anna and her girlfriend grabbed my arm and ran outside. Anna snatched his huh? loudspeaker and said, Philip and I are not a couple. I am actually gay. Camilla doesn't rob anyone's boyfriend. All the problems were solved at that moment and Philip happily approached me. He picked me up and gave me a deep romantic kiss under the mistletoe. I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera! Right in my room! This couldn't be happening! Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi, my name's Susan, and you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you.
I wouldn't believe it either. And to be honest, I still don't. I'll start by saying that ever since I was a kid, I've been considered weird. Yeah, my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary. I used to watch videos about conspiracy theories. I believed in ghosts and the afterlife. I saw signs in everything. My friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago. My mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walk together to the same intersection, and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other good night, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street. I was in a good mood. I walked past the houses and smiled to myself. But the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh, damn. I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way. <sighs> With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan, he yelled. The guy's faces changed and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course, the best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and toss the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat pop on my phone all evening, but I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered, we need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready. I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior and 
I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer. And the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show. And you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly. Don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends for days now have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show and I'm overreacting? Susan, 
I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were there to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on. And then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. To relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. There's a whole pile of money in here. There's so much money, it'll be enough for several generations. I excitedly told my boyfriend. You should talk to your parents about it. They should explain to you the origin of the money. Johnny mm. replied thoughtfully. What if they didn't know anything about it? Maybe I should just take some of it. I continued to reason. No way. First of all, it could be someone else's money. And secondly, it could have a criminal background. My boyfriend suggested, which really scared me. Strangely enough, I didn't even think about it. You're right. Maybe I should discuss it with my parents. Hi everyone, my name is Mary, and I recently found out that there are millions of dollars in my house. But despite that, our family lives on the edge of poverty. My parents are farmers, so they live in a rural community. Or more accurately, in the middle of nowhere. For the sake of my future, they sent me to the city to study. Now I only come home on weekends and school breaks. And the rest of the time, I live with my grandparents. In fact, my parents used to be quite well off. We had a nice apartment in the city, but we had to sell it after the fire at the farm in order to rebuild at least some of the destroyed property and start farming again. It's going to be different now. We can't afford half of what we used to be able to afford, of what we used to be able to do. Dad said sadly, as he stood on the ashes and wiped a faint tear from his cheek. But my parents didn't want to change anything. The thing is, we belong to one of the oldest families that had been farming for centuries. It runs in our veins. My grandfather was a farmer. My father was a farmer. But I would like for my children and my grandchildren to choose their own path. My father always says proudly, and I'm very grateful mm -hmm. to him for that. I would like to be a stewardess or a model, but I haven't made up my mind yet, and I still have time to think about it. Think, think, my dear. But if anything, you can always take over our family business in the form of hay, manure, and cows. My daddy smirked at me. And when he said that, I didn't feel like fooling around and letting things happen by themselves. By the way, my parents are very brave people. They were supposed to continue taking care of the family business after the wedding, but they had the courage to run away to the city for a better future so I could grow up in a different environment and get a decent education. And I think I'm on the right track. I've made a lot of new friends in the city, and most importantly, I met my love, Johnny. What are you doing? Just put your foot here and the machine will wrap the film around your shoes. Are you from a village? Said Johnny when he saw me for the first time. I was trying to pull a bag from the shoe cover machine. Yeah, from the village, I said blushing. How ashamed I was of myself. 
But if it weren't for that incident, I would never have met my love. Johnny and I have a lot in common. We listen to the same music, we love sushi, and we both bite our nails when we're nervous. When I go to my parents' house, my boyfriend misses me a lot and looks forward to my return. On one of those trips, I decided to clean up the barn to help out my parents a little. But it turned out to be so old that at some point, the floor just collapsed and I fell right through it. Man, that hurt. Mom used to always tell me to eat more food. If I'd been a little thicker, I wouldn't have fallen through that crack. I grumbled angrily at myself. It was easier to fall through than to get back out. I hope I don't starve to death in this hole. I muttered and decided to look around. I turned on the light on my phone. There was nothing around except a strange box. I had unrealistic hopes for its contents. I hoped to find tools in it that I could use to break up the rest of the floor and get back to the surface. However, its contents were more than unexpected because the box was filled to the brim with money. What a find! There's a fortune here! A dream come true! And what a pity it's come to me now when I can only use it as toilet paper or a handkerchief. I said ironically, trying to figure out how much money was in there. At that point, the money didn't really matter because I had to get out. And when you're in an extreme situation, you have to use whatever you have on hand. So I got on top of the box of money, broke the floorboards above my head and climbed out. That sure went well, I said, wiping the sweat from my head. After the fall, my bones ached and my head was pounding. What bothered me the most was my discovery. There was a fortune in that box and it could change our family's life. Realizing this was terrifying and exciting at the same time. So I covered the hole in the floor with junk and hurried away. Where did this money come from? Who does it belong to? Do my parents know about it? And if they do, why are they living on the edge of poverty? I pondered. I didn't ask my parents that time. And when I got back to town, I decided to tell Johnny. He assured me that no matter what, I should talk to my parents about what I found. Okay, this weekend I would definitely do that. I promised my boyfriend. And for the next few days, I imagine the conversation I'll have with my mom and dad when I go home for the weekend. Do you know that you have a lot of cash lying around in there? Do you want some dough? Look there. Don't have enough money? Just get it from the barn. That's about how I imagined the beginning of my conversation with my folks. I really don't know how to tell them what I'd found because it wasn't a $10 bill. Confusion, fear, panic, joy, excitement. I think I was going through the whole range of emotions, but I was still able to pull myself together and start talking. Mom, Dad, last week I fell through the floor in the shed and found a whole bunch of money in a box. Do you have anything to say about that? I said boldly when I arrived at my parents' house. I've been preparing, and that's why my words sounded confident and clear of any doubts. At that moment, I was ready for any reaction from my parents, from indifference to a fit of rage. I hope you didn't touch them. My dad didn't even flinch. I didn't, but why are you so calm about it? As if millions of dollars mean nothing to you. Maybe there's something I don't understand. I answered suspiciously. My mother was clearly nervous, putting her apron on and taking it off several times. Yes, of course I know about the money. But the most important thing you have to understand is, you must never take a cent from it. Dad said sternly and went back to his business. All my next questions were simply ignored, and that put me in a kind of stupor. Parents count every penny, save on everything, and yet they have millions of dollars. It's weird, I thought. I came up with two main theories that day. I was open to the possibility that my parents' savings from the old days were put aside and that they were intended for my studies at a prestigious university. The other version was that my father got the money through some crooked way, so he was afraid to spend it. But knowing my father's honest nature, this version seemed completely absurd and unrealistic. However, I decided to do my own investigation anyway and Googled information on unsolved thefts and burglaries in recent years. And I managed to find something interesting. Some time ago in a neighboring city, an armored car was robbed. The criminals got away with millions of dollars and the police never managed to find them. What's more, the date of the robbery was almost the same as the day of the fire that happened at our house. It all made sense. Out of desperation, Daddy decided to make some extra money for the family and committed a horrible crime. 
And now it was clear why he had hidden that money so carefully and forbade me from touching it. He's just afraid that he'll be found and locked up for the rest of his life. God, what a nightmare. How could daddy do such a thing? And who was the other burglar? I wondered aloud, trying not to panic. The next morning, I had to go back to the city. But it wasn't the alarm clock that woke me up. It was a loud conversation outside. I looked out the window and saw my dad talking to a man. And it was hardly a friendly conversation. Don't worry, your money will stay intact. And my daughter will live the life she wants. We'd rather be poor, but free. My father said to the stranger, it was clear that the man had something uh -huh. to do with that money and that it no. was somehow directly related uh -uh. to me. I decided to waste no time and act because now the truth was closer than ever. Why don't you tell me what this is all about? I said defiantly, running out into the street. My father was surprised and hesitated for a bit and the stranger looked at me with an appraising look, smiled and said, So that's who you are, our future daughter-in-law? After these words, my father shouted at him and sent him away. I was so shocked. I couldn't say a word and just looked at my father in confusion. All right, I'll tell you everything. He said sadly and went into the house. That's when I found out that the stranger was a rich man from the community that my parents had fled from years before. Some time ago, he found out about the fire in our financial situation and decided to seize the moment. You know very well that members of our community shouldn't get involved with outsiders. So it's best for everyone if your daughter marries my son, he said to my father, opening a suitcase of money in front of him. He was offering my father a huge sum of money, and in exchange, I had to marry the stranger's son. But my father flatly refused, so they made a bet. The man said he would leave the money with us, and if not a single bill disappeared before I came of age, then daddy could have the money for himself. But if anyone took a cent, my daddy would give me a way to marry his son. Now you know everything, so I'm asking you to forget about the money for a while, and then in a year, We'll be very rich. Daddy said hopefully at the end of his story, and then he added, Look at the son of that weirdo. How could I marry you off to such an awful guy? He showed me a picture on his phone. It was Johnny. I mean, all this time, my dad's been doing everything he could to keep me from doing what had already happened. Yes, Daddy, I think you're right. I said as I hurried to get my things so I could catch the bus. My head was a mess. But one thing I did know was that we could basically start spending money now. Johnny wasn't someone I wanted to keep away from, and I'd be glad to be his wife in the future. Do you think I should tell my parents and start spending that money, or should I wait a little longer? Share your answers in the comments, and be sure to like this video if you enjoyed it. I suspected that my older sister was hiding something from us. I had to spy on her to find out the whole truth. Hello. My name is Robin, and I want to share my story with you. One day, our biology teacher caught some kind of infection. We weren't too worried about his health, rather the opposite. After all, we were free earlier. Joyful, with vanilla ice cream in my hand, I was returning from school. There was no one at home. Taking advantage of the rare moments of silence, I lay down on the sofa. I was resting and texting with Jenna when suddenly there was a click on the lock of the front door. Slowly, slinking like a cat, my sister Carrie entered the living room. I stayed unnoticed on the couch and made no sound. I watched her suspicious behavior. Everything would be okay if my sister didn't hold a Prada bag in her hands. My eyes just popped out of my head. You would understand me if you knew what a poor and conservative family we have. Parents believe that buying luxury branded items is unacceptable. And they gave us so little pocket money that it wouldn't be enough. I didn't know what to think. I decided to ask Carrie directly and knocked on her door. Usually it didn't lock, but not this time. Just a minute, the sister called from the back of the room. This also seemed strange and unusual to me. When Carrie opened the door, she looked flustered. Oh, it's you, she said with relief. Who were you waiting for? I thought maybe the parents returned earlier. What do you need? She wanted to get rid of me as soon as possible. I noticed a handbag in her hands. Carrie looked surprised. The handbag? From Prada? She laughed. <laughs> you imagined it. I don't have a bag at all. You must have confused it with a backpack. Carrie pointed defiantly at the backpack 
which had been casually thrown on the floor. No, I definitely saw it, I insisted. Well, I know for sure that I don't have any handbag. I had to step back because I was sure that Carrie was lying to me. But why? I won't tell my parents the first time I get a chance. So that time I left with nothing. Mom and dad came home late from work and in the evening, we all get together for dinner. That evening was no different from the previous ones. Carrie behaved as usual. I followed her every movement, every intonation in her voice. I thought maybe something would give her away, but no. She was the old Carrie. Talkative, cheerful, she talked the whole evening. What a tasteless lunch at school. Overcooked beans and cold potatoes. It was terrible. Parents nodded and answered something, maintaining an easy conversation. Of course, I kept my suspicions to myself. On an ordinary evening dinner, it would look stupid. For a while, I even forgot about the mysterious handbag. Until something else happened. One day after school, I was walking with my friend Jenna. We drank milkshakes and discussed which of the guys in class is the cutest. Kyle for sure. Jenna put forward the version. I didn't agree with her. Well, I don't know. I'm for Derek. Plus, he has a car. But Kyle's parents have a jacuzzi at home. So we would continue to list the pros and cons of the guys. If I hadn't accidentally seen my sister in the restaurant window. Carrie was sitting at a table with a strange man. I, following some inner impulse, immediately hid behind a bush. What happened to you? Jenna asked in bewilderment, grabbing my hand. See that girl? I pointed at Carrie. Yeah? That's my sister. So what? She's sitting in an expensive restaurant with a stranger who's much older than her. It's very suspicious. If the parents saw Carrie now, they definitely wouldn't like it. Jenna just frowned slightly, not really delving into my family affairs. I wanted to understand what was happening with my sister and find out what kind of double life she was leading. During the day, Carrie is an ordinary schoolgirl, and by the evening, she lives someone else's life. Maybe she's a spy or a professional thief like Catwoman. It was necessary to act carefully. I didn't want to throw false accusations or blame her for something without evidence because she is very smart and resourceful. I needed a very good plan. I came home when Carrie was gone. Sister came late in the evening, what caused concern to the parents and incurred her wrath. Caroline, do you know what time it is? Menacingly asked the father. I don't know, like nine? No, it's already half past nine. My mother always spoke quietly, but at the same time, her voice was very menacing. At times like these, I wanted to hide away. Sorry, I didn't notice. You should work on your punctuality if you don't want to stay at home all next weekend. Carrie put on a guilty face and went upstairs. I didn't want to meet her on stairs, so I ran into my room and closed the door. I was left alone with my thoughts and compared some facts. In the restaurant, I saw my sister in different clothes. She was wearing an elegant dress, and she came home in her usual t-shirt and jeans. Carrie didn't want anyone to know her secret. That's why she carefully sweeps all the traces of her double life. Thoughts of Carrie wouldn't let me go even in bed. I tried to put forward various assumptions about what's going on with my sister. She walks in an expensive dress, wears a Prada handbag, and visits luxury restaurants. And also that man. I didn't like him right away. Some kind of unnatural with an arrogant expression on his face. I hope he didn't drag Carrie into something dangerous and illegal. Anything could happen. What if she became part of the criminal world or suddenly won the lottery? Now she's spinning in higher circles and maybe she's ashamed of us. These thoughts made my stomach hurt. I needed to know for sure. I've been wanting to do something for a long time, but everything could not be decided. I was sure that I needed to search her room while Carrie was at school. Our biology teacher is still holed up at home after the infection. So tomorrow, it'll be possible to leave early again. This is a great chance to find out what my sister is hiding. The next day, as I planned, I got home before Carrie. Jenna protested. She wanted to watch the football teams practice together. Her beloved Kyle played that day. But her tempting offer intrigued me much less than my sister's secret. 
Sorry, I can't. I have urgent business. Someone died? I don't know yet. Leaving Jenna in disbelief, I rushed home. Our parents at this time of the day, as usual, disappeared at work. And Carrie was on her math lesson. Therefore, I had an hour or so for everything to be done. I can't lose a minute. I was going to be methodical. Explore one corner after another, in order not to miss something important. But when I entered the room, my plans went to hell. Curiosity was so great that I just pounced on the first cabinet shelves that I came across and began to turn everything upside down. Things flew like fireworks behind my back, and after a second, they fell on the floor. Fifteen minutes later, the floor was littered with Carrie's clothes. And at that time, I didn't care. How I clean it all up? I was burning with one desire, to find something interesting. And I succeeded! In a pile of socks, I found a silver box. I've never seen it before. I was glowing with excitement. What could be in there? It must be something secret. I slowly opened the lid and froze in amazement. The box was full of all sorts of jewels. There were gold chains, a diamond necklace, earrings with sapphires. I literally froze with my mouth open. I couldn't believe I see all this for real. Maybe I overheated and it's just a glitch, a game of my imagination. But before I could decide whether it was true or not, a voice came from behind me. Kick it! What are you doing here? Carrie stood in the doorway, staring in shock at the clothes lying on the floor. She didn't like anyone to enter the room in her absence at all, not to mention someone touching her personal things. I got scared. I couldn't say a word. I ask again, what the hell are you doing in my room? I hit the box behind my back. I, I, I was just looking for one thing. I thought maybe you took it by accident. Carrie gave me a furious look. I didn't take anything from you. How dare you do something like this? Well, I... What do you have behind your back? Squinted Carrie. Nothing. My sister moved towards me. I stepped back a little and leaned against the wall. I had nowhere to run. Carrie grabbed my hand and the box fell to the floor. The jewels scattered in a glittering heap. Thief! My sister screamed and attacked me. We grappled and fell to the floor. We haven't fought since childhood, but there was an exceptional case. I didn't steal anything! I tried to shout, but my sister didn't listen. I got angry too because she's the one who spreads the secrets. I just wanted to get the truth. After a five minute romp, we finally let each other go. I struggled to my feet and dusted myself off. At that moment, we were looking amazing. Tousled hair, eyes red with anger. Get out of my room! My sister hissed, like I wanna stay here. I slammed the door and went to my room. I fell on my bed. I literally seethed with anger. I wanted to tell my parents everything, but I decided not to. Carrie and I didn't talk for a whole week. She pouted and avoided me, but I couldn't let it go. I needed to know the truth, whatever it takes. I figured that the only way to find out my sister's secrets was to follow Carrie. I waited when she left the house and followed her using my spy skills. First, she ran into some diner. She came out of there in a new dress. I was a little jealous that she had such outfits. After the diner, Carrie headed to an expensive restaurant. One of those places where the richest and most powerful people in the city go. The same man sat down next to her at the table. Through the window, I saw my sister take a necklace out of her purse and hand it to the man. She said something to him, but I can't read lips. Though it was clear to me anyway, sister steals jewels and then sells them on the black market. I couldn't take it anymore. Without asking Carrie anything, I ran home and told my mom and dad everything. A scandal erupted in the evening, but it didn't turn out the way I thought. First of all, Carrie didn't steal anything. I don't know why I decided that. Maybe I watched too many spy movies. Secondly, she simply hid the fact that she had found a job and a very unusual one. One day she went to a jewelry store just to look at the jewelry. One diamond ring caught her attention. It seemed to Carrie that it was a fake, 
which she informed the seller about. He laughed, but then he nevertheless sent the diamond for examination. And a few days later, Carrie was contacted by the shop owner, trying to figure out how she knew the stone wasn't real. Sister couldn't really explain, citing intuition. The jeweler invited her to take a test and laid out several pieces. Carrie easily determined where the real stones were and where the cheap glass ones were. They offered her to work with the store, and then Carrie got private clients. Rich people wanted to know if fake diamonds had been sold to them. And for this service, they were ready to pay big money. But why didn't you tell us anything? Father asked. I was afraid. You forbade us to earn extra money and buy expensive things. That's why I did it secretly. It soon became clear that Carrie had earned almost a million dollars from this job. Wow, I didn't even think it was possible. The parents didn't get angry for long. At first, they wanted to forbid Carrie to do that, but then they decided that if she found her vocation, then they shouldn't interfere. For a while, Carrie sulked at me and continued to ignore me. After all, I gave her up. But then we made up and became sisters again. Carrie used the money she made to take me to the Côte d'Azur, where we rode a yacht and swam in the sea. It was an amazing summer. I'm glad that my sister found her favorite thing, even though her ability seems incredible. Have you ever suspected your loved ones of a double life? Tell us in the comments how your suspicions ended. When I was basking in glory, the moment I saw my name placed first in a scientific model design contest, suddenly, Sungoku crushed me. Oops, I mean, Zach, the president of the otaku club with a Sungoku cosplay. Ouch! Traveling by clouds has made you forget how to walk? Zach hastily helped me up and replied in a panic. Sorry, man, it's because the basketball team is chasing after me. Huh? Why? They hate this outfit. Don't tell anyone you see me, okay? After saying that, he immediately ran away. Jeez, what a weird club. They were always bullied for cosplaying at school, but they never gave it up. Hi, I'm Min, 17 years old. Ever since I was a kid, I've set a goal to win a full scholarship to Columbia University. That was the first step for me to become a famous businesswoman. I didn't have any friends as all of my time was spent studying. Well, who cares about making friends anyway? Being number one made me feel happy enough. <laughs> However, there were many obstacles on my way of achieving my dreams. One day, the principal suddenly called me into the office and announced a shocking news. Min, I'm sorry to say that you are not qualified for the Columbia Uni Scholarship. What the frog? My whole world fell apart when I heard that. Immediately, I rushed to confront the principal. He quickly explained. Apparently, it's because you're not involved in any community activity. So what? You see, Columbia Uni only accepts students with outstanding academic results and profound achievements in community activities. Then he suggested that I join a school club to improve my performance and get them to consider changing their mind. <gasps> community skills? I wasn't good at that. However, in order to get into Columbia Uni, I was willing to do anything. From that day on, I started looking for the right club for me. Unfortunately, most of the clubs were full and there weren't too many choices left. Cooking club? I didn't even know how to use a knife. Ushery? Jeez, sounded violent. Ah, here it is. Presentation club, the most successful club in the school. I was made for this. I immediately reached out to Dove, the club's president, but in response, she just smirked sarcastically. Sure, I'll consider it, only if you destroy the model in your last competition. Damn it, Dove was still bitter about losing to me. Of course, I couldn't agree to something so ridiculous like that. In my anger, I accidentally pushed her down. The two of us got into a fight and only stopped when the principal suddenly appeared. Dove quickly fled from the scene and left me behind to suffer from his scoldings. Anyways, have you joined any club yet? My head felt like it was going to explode because time was running out but I still didn't know what to do. At that moment, Zack, the president of the otaku club, passed by. I quickly pulled him back. Don't worry sir, I've already joined the otaku club. I'll make it the most popular at school. I like your spirit, man. The principal pleasantly left while Zack looked at me like I just screwed two heads. But after I explained everything, he happily welcomed me. Actually, the otaku club was the last place in my mind. They spent too much time goofing around in my opinion. For someone who had big ambitions like me, it was a waste of time. They even had a monthly cosplay day on the 25th. 
people would make fun of me for that. But what could I do? It was my only choice now. The next day, I had my first club's hmm? meeting. O.M.G. They had only five members and all were boys. I was the only girl there. They all seemed very happy to see me and kept asking about my interest in anime. Do you like Chainsaw Man? <gasps> Girls like cosplay more, right? What about games based on anime? Do you like it? I was bewildered and could only stutter. In the end, Zack had to come to the rescue. It might be overwhelming at first, but don't worry, just relax and have fun. Then he suddenly put an otaku badge on my shirt. <gasps> Welcome to our club, Minsan. Let's be good friends. Making friends? Those words were never in my dictionary before, but they didn't sound too bad. In the days that followed, I started to get closer to the club members. Although normally I had no idea what they were talking about, I still felt warm inside whenever they were nice and friendly towards me. We went through bunches of anime, manga, and games together. I must say that it was actually more fun than I thought! However, troubles arose on the 25th of that month. According to the tradition, the whole club would have to cosplay one anime character to school on that day. It was my first time doing this, so I was terrified. Don't worry, you'll look pretty in every outfit. But indeed, what I feared happened. When I cosplayed as Natsuko and Demon Slayer, every student stared at me and laughed non-stop. And of course, the one who laughed the loudest was none other than Dope. Grayson, her boyfriend, and also the captain of the basketball team, who hated otaku, wasted no chance to mock me. <laughs> Another freak showed up. Min, have they converted you into their cult? While everyone was laughing, the otaku members suddenly came over to protect me. Stay away from Min-san! Grayson quickly grabbed Zack by the collar. Why don't you run away like usual, freak? Seeing that a fight was about to break out, I immediately hit the fire alarm causing the water to spray everywhere. Everyone got wet and hurriedly left. That fateful event had made me burning with the desire to bring recognition to my otaku friends so that we wouldn't be bullied anymore. And to do that, we must participate in the annual Worldwide Japan Expo event. Winning there would get us a huge amount of respect. To achieve our goal, we worked together to make a really cool cosplay outfit of Kokomi in Genshin Impact. And I, the only girl in the club, was chosen to wear it. A few days before the event, the principal suddenly called me into his office and announced an important news. Congratulations, Min! The Columbia Uni has just decided to leave the community skills out of their scholarship requirement. They'd love <gasps> to interview you. Before I could scream happily, he hit me with another shocking news that the interview date was on the 25th. It coincided with the Japan Expo cosplay contest. I could only choose one of them. That night, I couldn't get a wink of sleep. I didn't want to disappoint my club friends, but I also couldn't forsake this lifetime opportunity. In the end, I chose to follow my dream. After that day, I quietly huh? separated huh? myself from huh? the club no matter how much they, they tried to talk to me. Without them, I felt strangely lonelier and sadder than I thought. Time went by and the interview day finally arrived. I nervously walked into the interview room to find a serious man who was introduced to be the Columbia Uni's representative. He suddenly asked me, Min? What do you think makes you happy? Because I was too worried, my sweat came out like I was taking a shower. When I put my hand in my pocket to find hmm? a tissue, I suddenly touched something familiar. It was the otaku batch that Zack gave me. Min, do you hear the questions? What makes you happy? It's my friend, sir. I blurted out the first thing that came to my mind. Finally, I knew that I had been missing this the whole time. I quickly apologized to everyone in the interview room and rushed to the Japan Expo. Thank god, Zack and everyone were still there waiting for me. I embarrassedly apologized to them and told them the reason why I left the club, but to my surprise, they smiled. <laughs> I wish you had told us sooner, cause whatever path you choose, we'll support you. We're friends, and friends stick together. So I quickly put on the Kokomi outfit that my friends had worked so hard to prepare for me. I walked on the stage full of confidence, while they were cheering wildly. In the end, we won third place. I was no longer number one, but somehow, I felt happier than ever. Zack came up to the stage to congratulate me, and suddenly gave me a pat on the cheek. How kawaii! Who said otaku boys aren't bold? And luckily, my honest answer gave me another chance to interview with the Columbia Uni. Yay! Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, 
Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... I was whimpering as I traced the blood splattered down the hallway that led to the storage room. Ugh, this looks even worse than my last exam results. Taking a deep breath, I regained my composure and slowly pushed the door open. Big blood stains appeared along with many footprints on the floor. They led to an old cupboard in the corner of the room. I slowly opened it and it was a mannequin covered in ketchup. Hmm? Sheesh, I had been pranked again. Hi, I'm Lisa, 17 years old. To pursue my dream of becoming a journalist, I had worked day and night to write articles for the school's forum site. Unexpectedly, it became the very reason why I was ridiculed by everyone and called gun dog. Even Hara, my half-sister, would say something like, Lisa is stupid and freaky. It's a disgrace for a genius like me to have such an older sister. But little did they know, being looked down on only motivated me to become stronger. Once when I was walking on the street, Nina, the school bully, suddenly called me. Gun dog, the toilet just clogged. So, report on it, duh, because it smells like your articles. <laughs> that evil witch. I had tried to ignore her for so many times, but she never stopped pushing my buttons. Once, during a PE basketball session, when I was aiming at the basket, Mina suddenly dropped a banana peel on the floor, causing me to slip and fall hard on my butt. Wow! Breaking news! Lisa had a legendary collaboration with Mr. Banana Peel for a comedy show! Unable to contain my anger, I threw the ball straight at Mina, but unfortunately, it hit Jimmy, my classmate. <laughs> Missed, you idiot! She gloated and left, while I quickly ran to help Jimmy up. Are you okay? I'm so sorry! It's okay, but I didn't know. Not only are you good at reporting, but you're also good at throwing. After saying that, he fainted. Oh damn, looks like my throw was really strong. But it was also the first time someone praised my ability, so I was deeply moved. After that ironic accident, we talked more and became much closer. Also, during that time, our school had a lot of mysterious happenings. On the first Friday of June, someone had mixed up the chemical solutions in the school lab and made them explode. Not only that, on the following Friday, the exam room was set on fire in the middle of the night. Fortunately, the police came to put it out in time, but half of the exam papers had turned to ashes. Immediately, I wrote a post on the school forum about this Dark Friday pattern, but nobody seemed to take what I said seriously. Fine, I'll catch them red-handed on my own. The Devil of Friday. The third Friday had finally arrived, but I didn't know where the crime would start. When I was defeatedly waiting for Jimmy in the schoolyard, I heard his angry voice booming as he walked closer. Damn, I wish I had Thanos' hand. Just one snap of my fingers and the academic affairs office will be gone. Voila, no more exams. That's it! That's the place! Jimmy, you really are Dr. Watson to my Sherlock! I happily jumped up and hugged him tightly. Oops, it seemed like I overdid it. Both Jimmy and I were embarrassed and quickly let go of each other. Soon after, I made a plan to sneak into the academic affairs office. However, when I rushed down the stairs, I accidentally tripped and rolled several times to the ground. My leg was seriously injured due to that. Instead of serving justice and catching the devil of Friday, I had to stay home with my cast leg and listen to my mom scolding for hours. That night, I couldn't sleep a wink because I was worried that something horrible would happen at school. But oddly, there was none. Was my deduction wrong? However, the next day, my whole school was buzzing with shocking news about Andy, the school's second best student. He had cheated during an exam and somehow it was recorded and uploaded on the school's forum. He was immediately disciplined. I didn't write an article about it because he already suffered the consequences of his wrongdoing. After that day, since there was no actual incident, 
I shifted my focus to studying for the exam and taking care of my leg. Hmm? Temporarily, I put aside the investigation of the Dark Friday's case. Then suddenly, an anonymous email came to me. Dear Gundog, if you're that good, come and catch me this Friday. OMG! I didn't know if it was the real culprit or if someone was pranking me. But anyway, I would never pass such a challenge. After sneaking into the school late at night, I hid in a safe corner near the academic affairs office and began to wait. At 10.5pm, I started to hear footsteps. A figure slowly appeared in front of the door. They brought a saw and started sawing the lock. I walked out and boldly flashed the light at them. Freeze! They panicked and turned towards me. I recognized that face immediately. Hara, what are you doing here? Lisa, please save me! I didn't understand what was going on, but at that <gasps> moment, I saw a security guard coming. I hurriedly dragged Hara to the emergency exit stairs, then we took a taxi home. All the way home, she just cried and begged me not to tell her dad. It turned out that because she was always under the pressure of being the school top student, she had cheated during the exam just like Andy. Unfortunate for her, someone had also recorded her wrongdoing and blackmailed her into stealing the exam questions. Hara was too scared and didn't want to be exposed, so she agreed. Jesus, Hara, are you also the one who vandalized the school every Friday? It's not me! I just received their text two days ago! I understood that right away. It meant the recent events must have been the work of another blackmail victim. While we were talking, a message came in. Mission failed. You know, Andy, tomorrow morning your fate will be the same. I took Hara's phone to text back. After begging for a while, they finally agreed to give us one more chance to complete the task. Do you think we can handle this? Don't worry, leave it to me. I decided to pretend to be Hara because we have similar body types. I would definitely catch that sickening devil. The next evening, I went to the office again. I tried using the pin to unlock the door as instructed on the internet, and surprisingly, it worked. After I got the test questions papers, which were carefully wrapped in plastic, I tasted the devil of Friday. Good. Bring it to the girls' restroom near C block. When I arrived there, it was so dark that I had to use my phone flashlight to see the way. The restroom door opened and I carefully walked in. I'm Hara. BAM! The door suddenly closed. A light came from one of the toilets. Then, a figure holding a flashlight walked towards me. Oh my god! It was huh? Mina! Mina, what the hell are you doing here? Lisa? Where the hell is Hera? Doesn't matter. Give me the exam questions. No way! I'll report this to the principal. Suddenly, someone held me tightly from behind. It was her friend. I shouted in panic. Stop this, Mina! You've gone too far! Stop? Why should I? Look at those top students. They're all rotten. If they didn't cheat, I would never have been able to control them in the first place. Then she ordered me to burn the exam questions. Since I couldn't think of a way to escape, I had no other choice. Hesitantly, I tore the plastic and lit the fire. Hurry up, dimwit. The plastic in my hands started to burn. Then, I immediately threw the flamed plastic at Mina and turned to run away with the exam papers in my hands. Unfortunately, my clumsiness made me trip at the most critical moment again, and I was immediately caught. Mina snatched the lighter from my hand. Fine, if you don't want to burn them, I'll burn your hair! No! At that moment, BAM! The door suddenly collapsed and the security guard rushed in along with Hara and Jimmy. I was rescued in the nick of time. It turned out that Hera was so worried that she went to look for me. When she called me but I didn't answer, she informed the school security and Jimmy to help track my phone GPS. If it was just a little bit later, I don't know what would have happened. In the end, Mina was punished for her crimes. As for me, solving the mystery of the Dark Friday's case has pushed my reputation to a whole nother level. It will surely help with my journalist dream. Hera also confessed to cheating and was disciplined. She had to redo the exam, but she was finally free from guilt. Since then, her <laughs> relationship with Hara and Jimmy has become much better than before. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, 
Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.